0: one of my professors pulled me aside um my last semester and said what are you doing like why are you a business major and I said well that's what my dad wants me to do and he goes so you're gonna live your dad's life wow and um and it was ironic because I had a philosophy class at the at that same last semester at Orange Coast College and I was like you know it was like the planets aligned, and (laughs) um so I just go. You know what? I want to be. A, I want to study graphic design. And I'm. Um, the tour would have been great to to be a professional surfer, but uh, at the time, the highest paid surfer was Tom Curran, and he was making forty grand.
1: Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All right, guys, before we jump into this interview with Tom McElroy from Volcom, I want to give you a bit of a warning and a heads up. You are going to hear some ambient noise, a little wind at one point or two, the microphone falls down. Keep in mind, I did this at his house. He was kind enough to offer that and it was a terrific day. So, I'm confident you're going to find that the content is worth a few seconds of background noise here and there. I'm not kidding (laughs) when I say I think you're going to hear a jackhammer at some point. So hopefully that adds to the character, a little flavor. And again, I think you'll find the content uh, rewarding. So I will catch you on the other side. Enjoy the show. (laughs) Thrilled. To introduce our next guest, his name is Tom McElroy, and as we speak, we are sitting in an ultra-modern, super-sweet crib of his up in Laguna Niguel. Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing
0: great. Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) I should elaborate just a bit, Tom is a legend in the surf slash surfwear industry. In fact, you might even call him an icon. No, no, no pun intended. Um, So what I mean by that is chances are very good that you have seen a logo he has designed out there in the public. In fact, I had a nice run yesterday and I counted it a couple times, caught my attention. What I'm getting at here is Tom is the, creator of the Volcom logo, right? And a co-founder of the company. Is that correct? Fantastic. GTR. Do you want to go first or shall I? You can go ahead. Okay. Give me your... This is the Good Things Report. Well, um, I think for me
0: today was that um, I have been traveling for the last six weekends and uh, I usually surf every day um that doesn't suck so i've been kind of off my schedule and uh i came home on sunday night from napa to um score some some great waves and uh and today was exceptional because uh my local spot where i surf uh most of the time uh it was breaking really well and uh, not a lot of people out the conditions <laughs> were perfect the water the water is still fairly warm and I uh, just had a great session with some really close friends. So. That's beautiful, and the tide was good. The tide was good. It was just every, Wait, all the moons were lined up. you allowed up. to share the spot, or is that it's? It was at confidential um, at River Jetties, okay. which is the river mouth in between Newport and Huntington Beach. Beautiful.
1: Well, my GTR. I'll make it quick. Other than being in the uh, beautiful home, your beautiful abode, uh, my GTR is last night. As a Habits to Goals listener, you may, by the time this comes out, you may be aware of this, but um, it was really a case, Tom, of give the people what they ask for. So I hung off the website, kind of the survey, because somebody said, figure out what they're looking for. So I said, what is it you're looking for with the Habit Factor? What What can it help you more with? And not to make this too long of a GTR, But the gist is they said focus and discipline, and it was pretty much unanimous. Out of every 10 responses, eight of them said focus and discipline. So my GTR is last night we did a focus and discipline webinar, and I've never had so many registrations, so we had about 60 registrations. The room only holds 50, and it was, I think, fantastic. I haven't had time to go back and look at, the webinar and see you know like review it but i'm really pleased um that so many people are interested and i think we have some good ideas to share with them great so those are my two gtrs let's kind of begin at the beginning so to speak and it's my understanding you went to san diego state you're an aztec right i'm an aztec aztec for life beautiful um and so am i and we share something in common you probably don't know at least i think we do both art majors or i was art and then i shifted over to graphic design what was your graphic communication sweet with a printmaking in my a minor in printmaking i love it so take me back there what do you remember about some of your sdsu days well, I'll even
0: take you back a little bit Sweet. further than that. Um, I grew up in Huntington Beach, and uh, two blocks from the beach. So, I, you know, my little neighborhood was it was a a very hypersensitive um, beach culture where you really didn't you didn't really hang out with anyone else with you know outside your neighborhood. And <laughs> um, and then I you know got into surfing, surf contest. Um, And then that's when I started branching out and started meeting people and uh, surfed um, uh, up and down the coast here on the west side and then uh, did the East Coast contest.
1: Oh, really? So you're doing a lot of NSSA stuff? Yeah. yeah. So I was on the
0: NSSA team from uh,
1: 1980 to 82. So let me interject really quick. Sorry. That means he rips. He's a great surfer. So I can't wait to surf with this guy. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah.
0: So, um, well, the key thing, too, is that to be on the team, you needed to push your grades. Right. And you needed to have at least a, a 2.5, which wasn't <laughs> that hard to do. Okay. And well. <laughs> uh, so then as time progressed, um, I graduated from high school. I started surfing pro-ams. Wow. Um, Started getting really serious about things sure, uh, sure. surf wise. Sponsored by Billabong, O'Neill wetsuits, uh, Hurley surfboards, and I didn't um, even know Hurley existed back then. Yeah, my first custom made surfboard was Insane. from Bob Hurley when got I was fifteen. It. Okay, pre Nike, of course. He yeah, way pre Nike. Yeah, got well, it. Well, Bob, uh, okay. over the years, has been like my second dad. So, um, oh wow, yeah, we're our families are extremely close. So, um, I love it. Yeah, so I, I, uh, after uh, Edison High School, I went to Orange Coast College to just, you know, get my AA and, and figure out kind of where I wanted to go. And if am, am I going to go on the tour or am I going to go to the next level of schooling? And, um, through a process, I, I was uh, actually a business major, business administration, um, and that was pretty much stemmed from uh, my dad being an ex LAPD and my mom being oh, a nurse. Wow. So uh, very, very strict Catholic upbringing. And, um, and so that you know, of course, I wanted to make my dad happy. But I was taking all my art classes on the side, and one of my professors pulled me aside um, my last semester and said, well, what are you doing? Like, why are you a business major? And I right. said, well, that's what my dad wants me to Got do. It. Wow. And he goes, so you're going to live your dad's life? Wow. And... Um, and at, it was ironic because I had a philosophy class at the at that same last semester at Orange Coast College, and I was like, you know, it was like the planets aligned, and <laughs> right. um, so I just go, you know what, I want to be a, I want to study graphic design, and I'm um, the tour would have been great to to be a professional sure. surfer, but uh, at the time, the highest paid surfer was Tom Curran, and he was making forty grand, yeah, and. I just felt that you know money wasn't important, but I knew that I can do better than that. Got it. So, um, I uh, I got accepted to two colleges, San Luis Obispo and, and San Diego State. Right. And it's Sounds funny awesome. because uh, I went up for I wanted to go to San Luis Obispo because they had the better graphics program. Right. And so I go up there for orientation, and of course I had to surf beforehand. So I woke up at three, drove up there. Um, jumped in the water, paddled out, dolphin dove my first wave, and it was so cold. Oh, it's freezing. I just said, that's it. I turned around, rode one wave in, drove home. And this is before parents were helicopter parents. And um, and I called my mom at work, and I just said, hey, um, you know, I'm already home. She's all, well, what about orientation? I said, I didn't like the college. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like so, funny. so you're going to San Diego State I go yeah and it was just because the, <laughs> the water, water was so cold was up there right. and I just I couldn't do that for What's for it's... another two three years wow. so good one um so went to San Diego State uh changed my major to graphic design and um had a great uh experience there um it was an up-and-coming program um I learned a lot about design, and I learned a lot about pushing design. Uh, I felt that my teachers were were too safe, and uh, they always thought that all my projects were were fast forward, as they would say, too edgy, too edgy. And I loved that. Edgy's great. I loved right it. Sure. And uh, and it's funny because I met my wife at San Diego State, and she was in some of my classes, and she was top top designer in all the classes, oh. and. And one of the teachers asked her, like, because they would see us hanging out, and she's like, you're not, like, dating Tom McElroy. <laughs> and she's like, well, and he's like, he's so weird. And he's like, he's so out there. And I'm right. like, I'm not out there. I'm right. just, you know, pushing Edgy. the envelope. You Edgy. know, I don't like living in a box. Um,
1: the box the box is for people that, that love to live safe. So I want to uh, jump in just a little here. So. I think you were a couple years ahead of me, but I can remember, I think it was my first year where this funky looking box showed up in our class and it was, you know, it was like the Mac SE or something. It was like the first Mac. And so what I'm getting at is if it was like this for you, where we were on this kind of precipice between... Old school design where you're marking up everything, you're writing out. You have the tools <laughs> literally by hand, laying laying text yeah. for fonts for whether it's a t-shirt design or Raps anything. Or and then all of a sudden, this Mac shows up right in the middle of my uh, tenure there, and and it changed the game radically. So so what was your first Mac? I'm assuming it was Mac. It was a Mac. Uh, yes,
0: Mac. Uh, I'm not a quitter. <laughs> um, yeah, I even actually, through my companies, I always had Great. Macintoshes, right, and right. I wrote programs just so I can stay with Mac. But right. um, my first computer was an SE30, uh-huh. uh, 8 megabytes of hard drive, <laughs> which is like one photo yeah. now. Right. Um, it had like a 5-inch um, black-and-white screen. Um, and I um, I was all cut and paste up until... I got my first computer in um, 1988, and uh, I was the first graphic designer within the surf industry to have a computer. So I was able to warp type and wrap type, and and uh, this was this is
1: pre-scanner. Well, I was going to say in the first. Uh, Illustrator, uh, w- what? Freehand. We're using Freehand. Freehand our, was our my McPaint. favorite. No, it was McMeat. McPaint.
0: And then oh, I, I forget. This I is was crazy. Yeah, I forget what the what the the type warping um, uh, program was, but um, that came and gone within um, probably two years. That program then went to McPaint, and then went to Freehand, and then it was Freehand Express. Wow, you and, got a good memory. And then it was uh, Illustrator, Photoshop, um,
1: right. and that's what it. And that was now. a black and white computer, black so, and white screen. So jumping ahead a little, when you um, and and this could probably be four hours, but I, but I want to try to keep it within some time frame here um, because I I could go into like art history, and I really want to get granular there. But um, let's just move into good design. So maybe something the, the listener can take. I was taught that a good logo, specifically logo design, a good logo should work in black and white. Is that ringing any bells? That's my bell. You rang my bell. Really? Um,
0: yeah. So basically the way I look at at um, good designed logos, mm-hmm. uh, they have to work black and white. Okay. Um, if you start throwing color in it, you're going to dilute it. But the primary mark has to be black and white, and it has to be as simple as possible. Great. Um, it first read you need to to, to f- pretty much kind of know what the company's about okay. or the service or, or whatever it is, um, but it has to be simple. Um, simple can be uh, complex in in many ways, but very um, very minimal as right. as as possible um it needs to work, like i said black and white um it needs to showcase um what you're trying to convey whatever yeah. you're trying to convey and um and it needs to be um used it needs to be legible at at a very small size Bingo. and then, yeah that i forgot and then, to mention yeah So I was taught my first job at Vision Skateboards right out of college. Um, My boss, he, I was doing these little stickers that would go in packs of wheels. Right. And they were the blur wheels. And um, and he walked in one day and he threw a whole pack of stickers kind of at me at my desk. And he said, why are you wasting my time? He goes, if you were driving down the street at 55 miles an hour, you couldn't read this sticker, and the sticker is, 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 is as big as a skateboard wheel. And I go, Brad, I mean, come on. You, this is like, what are you thinking? This is, it goes in a package of four skateboard wheels. And he goes, work on it. Right. And that really pushed me to like really figure out how to um, be effective Simplified. at a, such a small size and be effective as it blows up as well. Well, that's
1: brilliant. And as he's as we're chatting here, on his left sleeve <laughs> is a very small Volcom Stone logo. And it's a black shirt and a white logo. And it works. So, uh, brilliant job. Um, so, when you extrapolate, I'm thinking... And by the way, for the listener again, so those are some keys. So so it's it's got to work small, and it's got to work in black and white and simple. We see some logos that are overly complex, too many colors, and it just tends not to work. Uh, when you move out of, because I'm looking at this house, the architecture is beautiful, What what sort of design influencers, either coming out of San Diego State or as you... Developed more of your design taste, so to speak. What what other influencers do you have?
0: Um, well, in graphic design, uh, when it came to logos, I had a I had several um, Asian graphic design books, Got it. and um, and I'd always study how simple all of their logoing was. It was amazing, right. and uh, I still to this day, whenever I design a logo, I will pull my my books out. Um, and what it is is just basically, I've looked at the same books for over 20 years, but I always find something different. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow. And, um, and these books have been with me and I've, and other people have used them and, and they've been Xeroxed and, and what have you. And I also like, uh, some European, um, graphic design as well. Uh, there's a, there's a certain flair that, um, is progressive and, and more modern and contemporary. Contemporary, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then mix that in with just some of the, the best icons here in America. You know, you look at the shell logo, you look at, you know, Coke, you look at, you know, all these icons and uh, Raymond Lowy, who uh, is probably classified as one of the best designers ever to live, who started Streamline and, Lowy? and he, what, Raymond you, Lowy. What's the last name? How do you spell that? Uh, L-O-W-E-Y. Okay. Just curious. And Got it. and, um, and I studied him a lot too. And I just loved how he... Started the whole streamline movement with everything from toasters to Avantes cars, right? Um, and um, and I just I just love that progressive, simple, you know. And answers. then like with the Volcom Stone uh, back in the day, I did a lot of positive, and negative, uh-huh. and um, and my first logo for Macray Designs was positive, negative, and it was an M. And, and I kind of used that throughout um, the um, late 80s and 90s, and that's kind of where that look came from.
1: So, and th- those are two things I want to touch on now. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how you came up with this iconic mm-hmm. icon or logo. Like, what was the thought process? How did you, was it, I'm sure it wasn't accidental, but what I mean was, yeah, just what was the? the how process. did it unfold? What was the yeah. process? How did? It well, the, come originally, up? the the first name for the company
0: was called Stoneboardware and Stoneboardware. Um, boardware, okay. yeah. And back then, we couldn't afford lawyers, so <laughs> I would um, run to UCI and go through the trademark books or trademark department right. in the basement, and uh, and there was nothing to do with stone clothing or stone boardware. Right. So I thought we were safe. We did an ad. And um, did the logo, you know, and um, and we got a season to desist, and so we had to change our name. And I'll tell you how Volcom came about. <laughs> but uh, because it was stone boardware, we, um, for me to do um, a logo, I do a lot of um, research in regards to to what I'm designing for, and I would. At any point, I'll have twenty, thirty books, and I'll just go through them. Even if there's if there's really no pictures to look at, I'll um, I'll still uh, read up on on different things. And I did a lot of I studied geology in at Orange Coast College, and I love the the. the uh, just the environment and, and how it's been made over the millions of years. And uh, so I went through a bunch of geology books and mythology books, and I was just looking for something. But that you, were, you were chasing the stone theme still? Uh, yeah, Got just it. something Got that it. there was going to be something that was going to come out of out of these books about the Earth. Okay,
1: got it. So and, that's what you were looking for. Yeah,
0: and so uh, I came across one of these. You know, and this is all library stuff. This is there was no internet back then. Right. But it's funny because when I tell students, they're like, "Well, why do not you just Google the name?" Oh, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> yeah. there was no internet. This is Pre-computer, basically. Pre, pre-com- yeah, right. Pre-internet. Yeah. So uh, pre-internet. So um, I had this book, and it was this really it was just a little bit larger than a pamphlet, and it was um a geology book that um i it was probably used in classrooms and um i was flipping through it and it was all black and white with line drawings of of all the different uh, structures of the earth and i came across this one um chapter it said the diamond the most precious stone and it was just like a uh, pithany that right. just kind of lit up and I opened the next page and there was a diamond cut in half. Mm. So, and, and with that, it had just like what you see in a, a woman's ring. It had the flat top, I and mean, the point was down below. So I just went, "Whoa, that's pretty cool." So I put a piece of tracing paper over that, traced it, traced it again, traced it, traced it, <laughs> worked on it, and um, and that's when you know we had scanners in in, in the last part of 1990. And um, I scanned it and, and then I went to my positive and, negative and right. made it black and white and
1: positive yin and yang black and white. And your partners, your buddies loved it right away. Yeah it was unanimous par- or some people were like no,
0: no it was like it was like okay this is this is going somewhere right.
1: yeah oh, and, wow. but
0: it was really fat and squatty uh-huh. and it was upside <laughs> yeah, down. So um, I, remember it, uh, I remember turning it squatty. Uh, I remember turning it upside down upside down which is the point up and then all of a sudden it just took on a whole new look and and then we talked um, about um, compacting it and stretching it out Um, and so that's kind of how it developed
1: to the evolution that's the evolution so what i love about that to for the nuggets for me it's is the first thing you did was you prepared you researched Mm -hmm. you you kind of you knew, you had a general theme, but you you went digging, looking for almost inspiration, knowing that something out there was going to lead you to find something, and then it was a refinement process. Does when you design, this is going to sound crazy to some people listening. Does the work talk to you? <laughs> That's that logo
0: was talking to me. Yeah. Okay. And it was talking to everybody. Okay. Perfect. And then it it, it became. It became this. It's mystic, like turn me over, try me, yeah, elongate yeah, me a little. Yeah, yeah. Make no. it kind of look like if you pricked your finger on it, it would hurt like a thorn. <laughs> right. And wow, that's um, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it just started talking to everybody within the company, and and, uh, and Richard Wolcott, who is probably the, the the most. Was
1: he on the surf team? It's- San Diego State. Yeah, he was
0: on the surf team at San Diego State. Were you
1: surfing at state too?
0: Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, he was. He was on so the team fun. there, and so um, and then he went off to Pepperdine okay. to finish up. Um, but um, yeah, and I knew Rich from surfing contest uh, back in the day. So we yeah, we spent a lot of time together. He was a little bit younger, but um, spent a lot of time. But going back to Richard, I mean, he's he's one of the great marketing minds in action sports. Is he? And, and he was able to take that logo. And through movies and clothing and, and oh, really? every like point of contact, yeah, <laughs> every point of contact to the customer, he made that yeah. one of the most, yeah. you know, well recognized logos in 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 the surf industry, action sports industry, surf skate snow, and all over the world. That's, so that's yeah. good.
1: Well, and that's kind of where I was, it's a nice segue. So so that next part is how does it go from it being the company go from this little I'm assuming it was little. All great things start small. So Mm -hmm. I'm assuming at one point it was little and a bunch of surf rats running the company. Uh, What, in your mind, made it blow up? And I know it wasn't overnight, but there were probably a few inflection points where, like, five years in, something big hit. Five years later, something big hit. Like, if you were to look back and point to a few things, what, in your mind, were... Some of those key drivers Today's episode is brought to you by audible.com. There are over a hundred and eighty thousand titles to choose from. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things: the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going. It's phenomenal. It's The more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals, and that is the number two. And now let's swing it back to Tom McElroy and find out, exactly how Volcom gets over the hump in those challenging early days.
0: Some of the key drivers were that the team in place was not going to quit. There was times probably within the first two, two, almost three years where it was like, all right, it's not working (laughs) out. And, and Rich's dad got involved and, and he put money in and he's just like, Oh my God, what's going on here? And, and, um,
1: like and five, ten grand, or twenty grand. Well, money, no, whatever. whatever. I and mean, when you can give generals, you know, yeah,
0: what, it? yeah, it's you know not like a
1: hundred grand, yeah, hundred. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. So well, um, then I could see why he wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, and, and he was
0: super successful. One of the smartest men I've ever met. Oh, wow. And uh, right, and uh, so through through the process, you know, the doors almost closed. I don't know how many times, sure, but but Rich and his team was. They were so focused on making this work, mm. and uh, he, he, uh, Tucker Hall was was sales, and he just he was the man's man. Where you know the door would open up, and he was able to sell ice to, to Eskimos. Awesome! And, and in the background, you what's had, his name? Uh, Tucker Hall. Tucker.
1: Okay. And in the background, so it was a good core team, and everybody core, was yeah. like the right people in the right seats, and they yeah. weren't going to quit. Yeah. And everyone was super young and had yeah. nothing to lose. Got it. And the energy, and it was in, in abundance. So in abundance, surfing, and they're getting creative. Surf so, skates. So, no. what was the smallest the team ever was? Uh the it smallest, like three guys, five
0: guys. Uh, yeah. So the smallest it was um, Richard uh, Tucker and Troy Eckert, who was helping out with. He was doing everything from. Uh, from marketing to production to yeah, everything right. else, um, and my uh, my core investment was to obviously design the logo and then run th- all the marketing through my mm-hmm. my design firm, um, which is Macaroon Macaroon Design at the time. <laughs> and uh, and at the time and they're too, they're paying you as like a con- contractor. No, so? I wasn't paid. Okay, got it. I just ran you all the expenses through, and I paid all the expenses. Got
1: it. And
0: um and like Quicksilver was my biggest client, so no one, you know, I had to stay completely quiet because. In another wait, Quicksilver was your client at for McElroy Design. Yeah, got it. So I had to stay, and then there was another partner, Danny Kwak, who was uh, actually the marketing D- director. D-K. TK. TK. So he had to stay quiet,
1: and you know, we still
0: sat on the board, and 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 Danny was a visionary. I mean, he was his vision of kind of the future and, and he would throw out lofty goals and we for have looked Volcom? at for Volcom.
1: I didn't realize that. Yeah. So he was kind of a mentor to everybody. He was a mentor because he had been there with quick. Yep. And he seen, and he yeah. knew what it would take. He probably, and he probably he helped that with some strategic alliances
0: and who knows. Well, what. Yeah. And he saw what was going on at Quicksilver. Yeah. And so he was able to distill all the good stuff. Wow. And, um, but you know what? He never crossed the line in regards to um, sure. uh, being a conflict of interest, it's and a, I never did too. It's a big yeah. And big even even though I was industry yeah, and even though I was meeting with other manufacturers, I never would like come into a, a Vulcan board meeting and go, "Oh, guess what?" You know, <laughs> right. and I wouldn't go to other sure. companies and go, "Hey, guess what?" So, um, but I I learned a lot from from what people were doing right and what they were doing wrong
1: and what was so it goes from three people to at let's say five years in how many do you have an idea how many employees there are, uh, probably, or are there even any employees at that point no five no, no five
0: point. years in there was probably 20. i would say 2030 and that's when things started really clicking and and uh and uh, the the financial situation got really important where mm-hmm. it's like, okay how are we gonna right. make, make payroll how are we gonna make payroll how are we gonna how are we gonna pay for production yeah, so we looked at different things there um and then but, there was
1: another uh money cash call and um so but volcom stayed focused on get um actually this is a question. Did they not stay focused on just... They didn't get into wetsuits, right? They didn't get into... Or did they? Did well, they? Down, for the team, down the road. Uh-huh. You know,
0: like, okay. I don't know, eight years in, nine years in. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, they stayed super focused. And it was just... Uh, in the very beginning, it was just all U.S.
1: made, and it was only men. Okay. So it was, and it was only men, core shops. U.S., core shops. So you guys were really focused, kind of niched, and then... What was, was there a mission? Was it just like anti-establishment? Like was there, Did youth? I, against, I don't want to sound corny, yeah. but was there a company mission?
0: Yeah. Well, in the beginning it was uh, yay, which is youth against establishment. Perfect. And, um, <laughs> and that freaked out a lot of people because sure. they really didn't get it. And then Richard actually wrote a um, kind of like a monologue of what it, that meant. So it'd mellow out some of the moms and cause we were like marketing straight to the kids. oh, got yeah. it. And so it wasn't about like going against the government or, or something like that. It was right. just going to go against the thought of the, the thought of being Old in the box. Thought. Yeah. yeah. Like get out of the box, think about what else is out there and expand your mind and, 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 and do things differently. It's great. And, it's and kids n- can rally around that all day long. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with going against the government or police or anything like that. I love it. Um,
1: beautiful. So now we're going to segue into this idea of, quote unquote, success. Um, I like to ask this of most, if not all of the guests. What do you have a definition of success? Like what does success mean to you? Uh, success to me means
0: that I'm doing Exactly what I want to do. I, awesome. I'm, a, I'm able to pursue all my passions um, with the financial background, and um, I get to wake up every day and basically uh, nine out of 10 times do exactly
1: what I want to do. That's awesome. And so, to um, me,
0: that's the most important thing.
1: And in, in mine, just since we're sharing, mm-hmm. is creating your ideal future. Mm-hmm. So the, the, you know, the, the teacher who wants to teach preschool, if she's taking those steps daily, she's a success, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, um, so how do you deal with quote unquote bad days? bad days? I mean, there are setbacks. You know, the person hearing this is like, well, I want to pursue my passions, yeah. but right now I'm grinding doing something right a week yeah. or a year. So, yeah. so how, how, what's the mindset there? Mindset. Well, it's it's
0: crazy because um, I, I have to catch myself sometimes where life is so good, and then all of a sudden, you know, I get a curveball, and I'm yeah. like, "Holy shit, what do I do?" Right. And where back when I was working uh, 12 hours a day for close to 20 years, it was like, you know, I had my shield and I deflected and, and conquered and and you know, problem solved. Now I catch myself like, oh, my God, I can't believe i got to deal with this today. And I'm thinking, if this is the only thing I need to deal with, right. you know, and, and another big thing that helps me out to deal with things is, is meditating. And um, awesome. meditation has played a big part for about six years now. And, um, and whenever I know that I'm coming into a stressful um, occurrence that could happen, you know i really focus on on and, and it's just stupid things like big crowds long drives i mean yeah. things like that like um you know you're in financing you know meeting with the oh, the sure. tax man yeah i mean the stakes you were know.
1: so much lower like a, a crappy day in yeah. college is very different than yeah a crappy day today yeah. and the stakes were different but i'm just going to interject really quick so I love what you said about meditation Mm -hmm. and I'm reminding the listener to go back and find, I believe the episode's just called Silence or The Value of Silence. It's something, it's it's entirely around silence Um, and of course we talk about meditation. Um, So I love that meditation is one of those habits for you because that's where we're going. Next is are there any other key foundational habits that that are serving your your well-being your Mm -hmm. peace of mind your success
0: yeah um probably the biggest habit is to to be thankful every morning when i wake up that hey wow i am here i'm alive i got an unbelievable family um you know i love my kids my wife um, I live in such a great area. I'm not dodging bullets. Um, I never had to go to war. Um, I know great people, great friends, great family. Um, You're just
1: counting your blessings. I count my blessings. I saw a great quote that said, "Before you count your money, count your blessings." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the question then is, where did you have that gratitude habit back at state when you were surf rat? Designing stuff, or is that something that's kind of evolved or matured with it? It's maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, it was like yeah. I was you pissing don't. vinegar, and <laughs> yeah. I didn't care.
0: I was really? invincible. Got it. Um, you know, <laughs> my wo- my world was my oyster, right. but, right. you know, what's going on? Yeah. It was all There's about... little awareness. Yeah, just a full narcissist. I'm, I'm going to have fun. It's so funny. I'm going to have fun with my friends. Right. I'm going to, you know, go on dates. I'm going to just, you know, it's all about... I'm going to get barreled. I'm right. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to well. We share a lot right. in common. I
1: mean, uh, and Muhammad Ali has this quote, something like, "If the man at fifty views the world the same at thirty, then he's wasted twenty years of his life." And, yeah. and so, I mean, it's just, it's thank God for maturity mm-hmm. and wisdom and. And I think it was Aristotle who said, wisdom is experience plus reflection. Yeah. So equal measure, by the way. So it's equal measure, experience plus reflection. Um, a couple more habits you got, maybe? The habit is, uh, first thing I do is, um, well, the very,
0: very, very first thing I do is I roll over, I grab my iPad, <laughs> and I get on the cameras and on Surfline, and I check out all the the spots nice and um, you know I look at, at, at that so it's the
1: habit of surfing the habit not, of, not checking the cams yeah, yeah the habit of surfing great
0: um, surfing has been my therapy since I was 10 it was a place where I can go and, and release and, and, and be that, who I am uh, with 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 really no it's um, okay
1: <laughs> with no uh, barriers I mean, this is, this parallels in many ways my, my own personal checklist surfing, gratitude, meditation. You got one or two more. What kind of dietary habits do you have? You look very healthy. Yeah. See,
0: that's a, that's a
1: big thing too
0: is, is, um, you know, to really think about what you put in your body. And that is super important. Um, I love good food. <laughs> and I and right. my wife loves good food. So, right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, that's a big charge wherever we travel around the world. It's basically around
1: good food. Um, <laughs> There's if a if theme it's a, here. If it's a family good trip. food. So, Wait, so you you eat kind of anything. As all long you as eat anything and everything. Right. Right. Good. Yeah. All I long as eat is everything good. but
0: macaroni and cheese. That's um,
1: funny.
0: <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So eat, you just really concentrate on, on what you're putting into your body. Right on um, I you know, I love to have fun, I love to party and okay. you know, sometimes it's in excess, but um you just need to know that you can't do it all the time. You know, right, you just right. hit and run and and especially as you get older it's harder
1: to bounce back. So it's funny as your wife walks through here, I was just thinking, um when you say you wake up first thing in the morning and roll over, I'm thinking you're going to roll over and hug your wife and kiss your <laughs> wife. And you're like, I go to my surf, surf, surf line cam and check the surf. Uh, you got one more for us. These are great. If not, no worries. Uh, and another good habit Push it. is um, I'm always
0: aware of my environment and where I'm at. Cool. Um, I'm always checking. Present aware? Pre- or- yeah. Um, at different levels like I'm always checking wind the weather uh, I'm always in tune with what, what's around me hmm. uh, with a dad being a policeman showing sure. up wow. you know whenever we walked into a restaurant or, or any place you know he, he would always tell us you know where's the exit sign
1: Ooh, just in wow. case
0: you know there's a there's living- a
1: tidbit for <laughs> you
0: right there where's <laughs> the exit sign listener um, you know back then we had to worry about earthquakes sure. up here in California well, and that I mean, was, we still do. Yeah. I mean,
1: especially now, because we haven't had one in so yeah. long.
0: Yeah, and, the, and oh, now, the you know, with, with other things happening yeah. in the world, you know, you just kind of have to know if, if the shit hits the fan. Hit the ground. Where do you, where do you, <laughs> oh, where's man. the exit? Yeah. So, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. But, uh, yeah, I'd say in, in summary there, it's just all about being in tune with your environment and what's going on around.
1: Awesome. I'm going to round this out with a little more art-ish stuff. As it relates to creativity or, or just books you're reading anything uh, in particular you're reading or you enjoy reading I love reading books about
0: uh, the struggle of, of man
1: uh, so in regards to um,
0: yeah you know it um, into thin air kind of like kind of opened that up for me so I love I love backpacking I love uh, mountaineering. Um, I love the mountains. Um, so I, I've, I've read, I don't know how many books on mountaineering, Everest, all the top, you know, climbing all Are you going to do that? Feet. I don't know. <laughs> you know, 10 years ago, yeah. I was pretty fired up. There's no way my wife would let me do it now. Really? But, um, but I just love reading stories about the struggles mm. and how to get over the struggles and how to, to still win
1: through struggles. That's great. Yeah, the human spirit finds yeah. a way to be resilient. Um, what about music? Are you kind of all over uh, eclectic or I'm, are you like
0: a very... I'm, I was raised, um, you know, with rock. Rock uh, turned into punk rock. I've seen... What kind of punk rock? Uh, hardcore punk back in the Like day. social
1: D stuff or way <laughs> hard, Way hard. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, so I grew up, you know, listening to punk. Um, and then, but I still love, you know, all the, the kind of like eighties new wave stuff. Cool. Um, I love synthesizer, um, <laughs> synthesized music. Right. I, um, it's, yeah, you know, it's, um, and then I love what's going on today with, with all the new music and, um, you
1: listen, you can listen to some of that stuff. Yeah. Really? I, I love
0: electronica. Really? Uh, I love going to, wow. um,
1: to music festivals. Oh yeah, I love it. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. I like. Well, you. that's that punk vibe that is really. I mean, I would associate that with Volcom, actually. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I could see Art, that. Hard rock and roll. Yeah, I could see that.
0: If you look at all the uh, at all the first graphics and some of the. Th- that's the still all super collage, all that stuff collage man. stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. It came from um, all the... Is that
0: you? The in, collage in stuff? In the very beginning, it was it was me, and Rich, Rich, Tucker,
1: and a couple other guys that were... I'm so glad you reminded me. Yeah. Some of those early, like, I, I would too. just open a surfer mag, and it was the funkiest poster. It would be like, yeah, it was a collage, ripped torn page you know surf picture here a face there Mm -hmm. a logo here yeah but i'm so glad i forgot about until you mentioned that that was cutting edge crazy and it was all stuff that i remember very well and it was it was
0: twofold it was our it was our background Mm -hmm. through the punk days plus it was the cheapest way to do art because you could just (laughs) xerox Xerox
1: and cut and paste and there was your ad that's so awesome, then, but it, but it stood out. I yeah, mean, you yeah. got got all these pretty pictures, and then you got something. In no offense, but you know, it looked like somebody in fifth grade ripped out. But it was Perfect. there was a lot more design integrity to it. Yep. But it's like the same quote unquote idiot who looks at a Picasso and goes, "Oh, I could yeah. have done that," you know, and he doesn't understand a thing about cubism and what's going on there. So. Um, we will wrap this up. This has been epic. I want to. What's my closing question? Yes, it's about any tech gadget, app, um, tool, something that you just kind of are using and you can't do without. Do without. I think two of the two of the the programs
0: that I use most is um, or websites is Surfline. Uh-huh. Where um, <laughs> Dude, just like yep. yeah, and I I look I, I don't look just what's going on here in California Southern California, but I'm I'm looking across the world. I want to know how the waves are and the mentality. Do I you? Know, yeah, I
1: because then what are you going to do about it? I just need to know. <laughs> you just need to know because what I it was is, watching it, the Mavs cam yesterday. Yeah. Did you see it?
0: I didn't look at Mavs. Oh my
1: god, pumping up. It, actually, it was the day before yesterday, and I took a screenshot. It said. 35 to 40 mm. and good and that was just like the but then i watched the video and it said occasional 45s and it was uh, yeah. oh it was beautiful that's- so Surfline is one Surfline, uh that's probably the most important
0: thing and another one is is instagram to just see what all my friends are doing
1: and um, your friends are on instagram it's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> awesome i haven't people i know i mean I, my daughter set up an account it's the habit factor, but I don't think we've ever posted since she set it up. And that's like four or five years ago, which is crazy. Yeah. But I'm, I love art. I love photography. I should probably be doing something there. I'm, I'm really, (laughs) this is bad self-talk. I suck at social media. Um, I'm going to share one just as we close this out. It's called brain FM. Mm -hmm. have you, are you familiar Mm -hmm. with it? It's, so for those of you who have a touch of ADD, That's me. Um, it is exquisite software. They just, they kind of give you these amplification and you get to choose whether it's um, focus or relaxation and, you know, it could be like chimes and bowls or it could be waves and it's just these sound waves and it is fantastic. So I highly recommend brain.fm. I'm recommending it for Tom, yeah, and I'm yeah. recommending it for you, the listener. I, uh, it's so funny. I tested it. They give you like seven free samples, mm-hmm. and I just fell so in love with it. And because it's beta right now, it says you can have a lifetime, assuming they stay in business for like 150 bucks. Wow. lifetime in the service. So I, I got $150 out of it in my first like three sessions because wow. I was so productive. Um, I should take this to them. <laughs> I'm that. thinking yeah. out loud. Uh, Brain FM will be a sponsor soon. Uh, anyhow, Tom, this has been a great pleasure. You are an yes. amazing man and, and I'm thrilled. Well. Thank you so much for inviting me up here. It's a beautiful place and we will see you Goodbye, listener. Until next time. Goodbye. Wow. Well, that was as fun as it sounded. It was really quite a magical day. I hope you got a good sense for Tom. He's a very genuine guy. Apparently, he's a ripping surfer. I can't wait to witness that myself. But, again, you, I think, I hope, got a general sense for his um, humility and his kindness. And he's certainly a very interesting person. So I thought it would be terrific to share that interview. At the same time, I appreciate you bearing with me. While I warned you on the front end about things like jackhammers, I know I did not. I don't believe I I mentioned the phone ringing, but we were able to cut out the answering machine. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Just a quick reminder before we blow out of here. If you have not yet received your free habit tracking slash building template, and you want to get it really quick, like instantaneously, you can go ahead and text me at 33444 and just simply text the word HABITS. That's right, HABITS to 33444. So until next time, to your continued success, make it a habit.